Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast, where we rewatch and analyze the ABC show. Before we begin, our podcast artwork was designed by Nickel Anarchy, and our theme song was created by Taylor Paisley French. Be aware, this podcast contains spoilers for the Once Upon a Time series. Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time rewatch and analysis podcast. You're joined today by four broken teacups who do not believe they deserve love, who've been cursed to believe they're adult podcasters. I'm one of them, Fran. I'm joined by Carter. Hey. Erica. Hey. And Darian. Okay, but I'm the kind of teacup that if you hold it up to the light, the light comes through. So I'm a quality <laughs> fucking teacup. I. <laughs> And I still don't believe I'm deserving of love. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, way to show off. <laughs> All right, so we 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 will, we will allow <laughs> the ad lib. Oh no, <laughs> that was great. Oh my god, um, Darian, what episode are we looking at today? Well, as you may have heard, Robert is not here, so I will be taking over the uh, today the role of Robert. We played by Darian. It's me. Today, we are looking at Season 1, Episode 12, Skin Deep, which first aired... Fran, why would you write it like this? Because that's why I'm English. No, I'm just... I can't... Do I, do I restart? Do I keep it this part in? Like, who's going to edit it? We can keep it, it like, in, because everyone okay. rags on me anyway, Fran so wrote 2nd of February... And that's not wrong, but that is not how I expected it to be. And I didn't read it beforehand, because I didn't know the role of Robert we played by Darian this evening. <laughs> Okay, so this episode aired on the 2nd of February 2012, two days before I turned 18 for anybody keeping track. No, three days before <laughs> I turned 18. Directed by Milan Shaloff and written by Jane Espenson. Notably around this time, so we didn't even do notably on this day, it's just notably roughly around this time. Because there was nothing that happened. <laughs> we go, that's still, fine. Yeah, <laughs> still three days before my birthday, obviously we wouldn't have. So. Uh, notably around this time, the Giants had beat the Patriots at the Super Bowl. And on February Woo! 6th, Queen Elizabeth II marked 60 years on the throne. Top of the charts was Kelly Clarkson Stronger, parentheses, what doesn't kill you. And Darian turned 18 three days later. Hey. Good for Darian. Yay. <laughs> okay, does anyone have a timer ready? Because Carter has been previously I got nominated. Oh, poor Darian's Erica's got it. Yeah, if you want to do it, Erica, you should do it. I always do it because I like to be in control okay. of time. Ready, All right, Carter? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. And, and uh, action. All right, so this episode is primarily about Rumpelstiltskin and Belle. This is the O-U-H-E version of Beauty and the Beast. In the Enchanted Forest, what we have is Belle agreeing to go off with Rumpelstiltskin forever to save her kingdom. Um, as a part of this uh, deal, she is serving as a servant, but then they get really close. We see an emotional connection. She thinks that maybe she can fix him. She gets advice from Regina that's not perhaps the most helpful and also has some side things going on. And then she ends up disappearing. On the storybook side, what we have is um, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin getting things stolen from him and then, of course, going out to take violent revenge on the person who dared to do so. At the end of the episode, though, this turns out to be all leading up to the reveal that Rumpelstiltskin is Rumpelstiltskin. He has his memories and we have a confrontation now set up between Regina and Rumpelstiltskin or slash Mr. Gold, both fully aware, powerful beings in storybook. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> is that 60? And Done. Good job. Okay. That was excellent. <laughs> Perfect timing. You failed to mention um, the girls' night, I think. 
that was the oh, only yeah. major thing well, you missed. Did I forget to mention the Valentine's Day card that was given incorrectly about <laughs> wolf something something like the dog theme one? I wolf, I wolf you. you. Yeah, I wolf you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot that pun because it's not a pun. That's not even. It's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> the only thing I remember seeing that and getting somewhat annoyed because all I could think was, was you know you. And in the season two, there's like this whole, I wolf you. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, it feels accurate <laughs> because <laughs> this is a really creepy relationship initially at some point here. So like, yeah, full on. I was like, has David somehow become the serial killer, John? <laughs> David, <laughs> might we as well, since we're on it, just quickly address the horror that is that scene with the Valentine's Day card? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite bad. So David purchases two, one for his wife, in case you forgot about her, and also one for Mary Margaret. He gives the wrong one to Mary Margaret, who is just off of a pre-Valentine's Day girls' night, um, where she gets really sad after she watches a proposal happening. <laughs> and then um, her, her reaction is basically the same thing that we've seen in every episode up until this point, which is her being sad, saying, David, this is not what making it works look like. David, I'm so sad. Happy Valentine's Day to us, I guess. And then walking away. I actually wrote down the exact dialogue because I was so mad about it. David's, okay, so uh, Mary Margaret gets the wrong card and she says, I always thought that if two people were supposed to be together, they'd find a way. But David, if this is our way, I think we should find another one. I think you should go home to Catherine. And David goes, I know. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Dramatic pause. It doesn't mean I'm going to give up. We'll find that way. What? Mary Margaret says, I hope so. And then David says, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> what? What is the resolution? How, what is, how is it, what is the way? The way is divorce. It's right in front of them. <laughs> it's not that wife. complicated. Leave your wife. No, it's not. This is what, wife. this is what I mean when like, when people think charming, they think dumbass in that, like, this is the pure dumbassery of like, literally like Erica, you said, the way is divorce. <laughs> like, it, it like, is not that complicated. complicated. It's no, divorce is not that hard to get. Oh, sorry, Darian. No, 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 you're absolutely you're right. I was going to point out that it's like, no, even David knows this is the right thing right now. He can't be conflicted about, oh man, I just love these women equally because he got his actual wife, the pun, I woof you card, and he got Mary Margaret, a very like fancy, more poetic, like very romance-centric card. And then they were in different colored envelopes. So even if he didn't write their names on it, he should have known purple is for Mary Margaret, red is for Catherine, and then just fucked it up. Yeah, not Mary Margaret being like he spent two more dollars on my card than his wife's card at the CVS. He really loves me. Why would find a way? Everything about that subplot. Everything about that subplot. Oh my god! Wow. Anyway, Ruby looks hot at girls' night, so that's all that matters. Ruby looks hot at girls' night, and I actually genuinely liked uh, Ashley and Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I I like Cinderella and Prince Charming's thing where like, you know, they're together but they never get to spend time with each other because he works really hard and he had to work on Valentine's Day and that's why she's at girls night but then he shows up to propose to her and he's like, I'm actually on my 15 but if you want to take a ride, I'd love to do that with you and it's like, that's what making it work is like, yeah, they can't spend all night having romantic Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day but like finding Mm -hmm. those moments that like 
a grand gesture isn't i brought you wine and flowers and a hot air balloon a grand gesture can be like it's my 15 minute break do you want to just drive around for a little bit and yeah. i just like ugh, melted this whole oh. <laughs> i am a sucker for a proposal proposals get me every time in an, a piece of media also Sorry. like oh no go ahead darian oh my brother's proposing to his girlfriend in vegas this weekend <gasps> They're at a, they're at a oh. Brad Paisley concert. It's her favorite Spoiler. in the world. Yeah, I, so. Older brother, I'm assuming. No. <laughs> I'm 28. Wait. To so remind, DJ? Just to remind you. Oh, no, not DJ. I have oh. several brothers. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> right. I'm the oldest. My brother, Johnny's already married, got married last year. My younger brother, Jared, who's 21, has been dating his girlfriend for four years. They've been living together for three years and 10 months. Oh. he bought a ring in november and has just been waiting for the right time so like oh. i just found this out like he was like oh you didn't know and i'm like nah bitch i didn't know i would have told everybody so... <laughs> you're the tom holland of your family <laughs> <laughs> no my stepmom's the tom holland of my family because she has told me on three separate occasions that women in my family are pregnant before she was supposed to tell anybody <laughs> damn i'm just talking now this episode does a lot to me we are on a timeline I was just going to say before we get off of it that I do believe I know more than anything I've ever known in my life that Ruby is a member of the LGBT community. Yes. Um, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. It is no a fact. elaboration. Do it actually is a fact. Get me but... started on the fan fiction of Ruby. <laughs> do not. I'm not going to lie. There is actually fan fiction of Ruby and Insert Yourself that I have read. So oh. I am the person oh. she is with. Oh. Don't judge me. Fuck Why would you. I not want to get you started on that? No, it like, sounds so much I more fun hear than it. us having to go down. The- yeah. What fairy tale character are you? Like if it's oh, you. No, no, no. It's an insert, so it's me no. as myself. Well, yes, but if you as yourself are in Storybrook oh. or in Chain of Earth, you have oh. to be a fairy tale character. Oh, no, 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 no. Fan, who are like you? An- it's no, an who? alternate universe, so it's not like actually oh. the fairy tale world. So it's an alternate universe thing. It's so just I didn't Ruby have to be a person. I'm less it's just interested. Ruby as a person. <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% less interested in this concept. So now. she's not oh. going to like eat you in the middle of the night. Well, the other kind. <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> Carter. That was actually unintentional. We can move no, on. We can proceed. Why? <laughs> oh, that's what happens. Who wants to talk about Rumpelstiltskin? Yes, because the what we thought of the episode is everyone's from Bushstoke skin love. So <laughs> yeah. go on. And Erica, I, I'm pretty sure you need to go first. I think, you, yeah. Well, if it's not first. clear for our listeners, I think it should be pretty clear, um, five people who listen to this podcast, that this is like <laughs> the best episode maybe yeah. in the entire season one at least maybe further like it's really well done because you don't expect rumple to be the beast first of all let's address that that's the biggest component of this episode Mm -hmm. and it's just such a genius move because we already got the backstory rumple episode where we learn about his cowardice and we learn about bay and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. what makes somebody greedy for power and desire power and become monstrous is cowardice is like insecurity in yourself and i think that it's such a great way to take on the character of the beast and the story of beauty and the beast from looking at it at that angle of insecurity and cowardice because there's a lot of ways you can come at it right but instead they come at it from looking at it like what makes a man a monster who desires power and is shut off and it's it's cowardice it's feeling like you're never going to be good enough which results in this duality of i'm going to keep reaching 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 for power and i'm also never going to let 
anyone in or believe that actually on an intimate personal level, I actually am good enough. And they do both of those in this episode by bringing in Belle, mm. who is also... Oh, wow, I feel so blessed that I get to be the first one to rant about this. Thank you guys Please. for giving me this space. But <laughs> such a great way to take on Belle as a character who has a total hero complex, which is so mm-hmm. true. That's absolutely Incredibly accurate, after, I would right? say. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever engaged with this story is really through the Disney version and then mm-hmm. the most recent film, um, <laughs> Belle. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I gagged, but that was for the wrong version. I was thinking of, of Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. But I no. should have been thinking about Suzu. Is yeah, it, I've heard it's good. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know where to watch it, but I really want to. It's delightful. I also it's don't know where, if it's streaming yet. Um, okay, but it's very good. But there's a lot of this. It's on the internet. <laughs> if you drop me, a, I don't. I'm a bad pirate. Drop me a link. <laughs> yeah, send me a map. Like, send my sales. Like, come on. Sorry, go on. No, it's just it's hard. It's hard to make the story of Beauty and the Beast palatable when there's all this like oh, it's Stockholm Syndrome and blah, blah, blah. But no, this is a... Carter literally copy-pasted the link right now. That was fast. Thank you. Thank you, 9anime. Um, dot ID. What is that? I'm watching Journey Red and then I'm watching this. <laughs> they just, like... The reason this ship works really well for me and this love story in this show is because they have both have God complexes that just yeah. manifest in different ways. Like... And it's mentioned multiple times in the dialogue. Like she says herself in their first conversation together, I Rumpel's like, why did you come here? And Bella's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's so rare for women to have opportunities to be a hero. And this was my moment to be brave and to be a hero and to save the town. And that need to save things and be a hero and do the brave thing just translates into their relationship where she mm-hmm, sees mm-hmm. that she can save him. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. It is so smart, so well done. All of the scenes between the two of them in this episode are so well written. They just ask each other questions, mm-hmm. which is such a great way to just instantly build the relationship. And it's hard to like make asking questions not feel exposition-y, but because it's so rooted in their relationship to one another and the acting is so strong mm-hmm. and you can feel the chemistry between the two of them, it is so engaging. Oh, okay, I'm done now. Someone else, please. <laughs> I know we all have things to say. <laughs> so many things to say. Carter, do you want to take the floor? It's been a hot second since we had your presence. <laughs> um, we're just doing overall thoughts at this point, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do I feel about this? First of all, the Bell's Australian thing does really crack me up every time. when Because her accent is thick in this. And it really, the way that she delivers these lines is such that her most iconic phrases, the things that she says that are really meant to be the emotional cornerstones, are so heavily front-loading the Australian accent. Like, you cannot miss it when she's saying these phrases. I should have written some of them out. Like, like unmissable. I find it really funny, especially because the, um, her dad's last name in Storybook is French. So they're, they're trying to really have it both ways in a way that, as a child, did not land for me because I did not know that there were different countries that white people were from. But it's really funny to me. <laughs> um is there how else do I feel about it I think that for me the things that hit the hardest are the um the 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 way that Rumble is juxtaposed between the Storybrooke and Enchanted Forest things really are affecting especially before you get 
the end. The way mm-hmm. that they do that transition, where oh, it is not, God. you see Rumble mm-hmm. brutalizing Belle's father, and you don't totally know why at first. He's whacking him. He's saying these things about how he didn't treat her right, and how it's his fault. And you're just a little bit holding on to it, and you're like, "What is going on? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is he talking about? Is he legitimately?" disconnected from reality here and then you turn it around and you get that one last reveal from regina which is so perfectly acted by the way she's iconic with her gigantic fake hairpiece and her tea stirring oh my god <laughs> when she reveals that one extra piece of information which is fake but also like when she yeah. when she tells rumble that bell is dead and that it's basically the dad's fault for ostracizing her and subjecting her to basically torture um when she returns after rumbles released her wow wow that scene is so affecting they hit this parallel violent situation where in store like shot to shot he's in the enchanted forest smashing up all his cabinets throwing all the teacups except for the chipped one and then you see him just taking the famous cane and just brutalizing the father until emma shows up wow Mm. that's how that's how that's cinema that's how you do a juxtaposition that's how you create visual storytelling motifs you know like <laughs> have any of you guys read six of crows <laughs> i haven't i haven't my but roommate I've has a show step by step which now, i know so. references has brecker's signature move is to bash people's heads in with his cane this makes sense that makes sense or not necessarily heads but just to you know whack them up just to whack them with his cane um and it also reminds me of Yelena, you know, just pummeling somebody. Like, whatever this trope is where somebody gets so, like, somebody with the capability of extreme physical violence gets very lost Mm -hmm. in their emotions and sort of blacks out and just takes everything out until somebody draws them back. Um, Mm -hmm. I like this trope. (laughs) (laughs) This trope is engaging to me. It's just somewhat repeating of, like, what everyone else has said. The only thing I can say, which is basically the only thing I have to offer that is different, is... uh, I love the like the Rumpel Mel thing. I do wish some things were a little bit longer, just because like in comparison to like the whole Snow and Charming situation, <clears throat> there's a bit yeah. more development there. Whereas this is like, oh, true love in a single episode that you know seemingly starts to break his curse. And I'm like, I know it's a fairy tale, but no. But also at the same time, yes. So like that sort of situation. But the only thing, and this is the only thing I could focus on during those scenes was how fucking ugly the CGI for that entire room was. Yeah. I could not yeah. focus on anything else. That was all I could see was just like everything. There's a scene where she's putting stuff on a shelf. I'm like, that shelf ain't even fucking there. And I can no. tell. Mm-hmm, it's so mm-hmm. They refused to build a single set or prop yeah. for the Enchanted Forest. They For said, you... that table, that table, that table. Yeah. They said, if it's pedestal. not in the woods, it's going to be in a green screen. <laughs> if you if you are sitting at your home wondering what are the magical effects that they are CGIing in this, it's nothing. It is literally a room. It is a room in which there are objects where the ceiling is tall. And that's CGI. Uh, yeah. The whole yeah, this why? is pre-Mandalorian, why? baby. We don't have it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it gets worse because they keep doing it throughout the rest of the show. And yeah. I'm like, come on, at least make Brojo Land look pretty. God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if the budget, if that budget, if we could all headcanon that that budget went to the costumes instead. I was like, yeah! mm. Then we can be cool. It all it. was paying for I mean, Regina's hair. Hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the cleavings are so expensive. Yeah. Wigs are expensive. It looks like hair. Right. No, they it really looks like are. excellent hair that is curled around all the way down. It's like longer than waist length. That mm-hmm. fake ponytail, 
that is below the hip mm -hmm. and beautiful. Mm -hmm. oh, and the buffon, like the buffon, like mohawk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And the spoon. Everything. They paid for the hair, the, the cleavage like showing mm -hmm. and Every the spoon. Outfit. Those were the, the most important things of that scene of the of the Not to of mention the spoon, awakening. 18 pairs of leather pants. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. Mm -hmm. And Regina's and as well. She has multiple. Coat. She has multiple. Yeah. Everyone wears leather and I'm both appreciative and also that's got to be uncomfortable after a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's for the like, maybe like, forest. Like, that's yeah. not going to be like the most comfortable thing to walk about in, but you know. I'm um, sure magic solves that problem, probably. Yeah, right? probably. <laughs> they make it a little bit more like looser so they can walk and run in a little. Oh my I'm thinking about this way too much. I literally had a whole thing the other day of just like, hey, hey, Annabeth has no DNA. What the fuck? So, you know, I'm just thinking too much. It's just something in my head. I'm like, you know, it must be uncomfortable at some point. But it doesn't matter. And I don't know what I'm talking about it. So let's move on. Let's hear from to... Darian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm distressed that I have to go last after everyone else has, like, really worded so well and, like, explained what makes this episode work and why, as Erica said, like, it's the best one of the first season and then every season past three. <laughs> so also that. And even knowing what we get later and that it kind of doesn't live up to the promise that was framed in this episode Agreed, it still retreat. works right <laughs> it still works for me like so many times when we're rewatching this it's like okay I, I know this but like like with the mysterious writer it's like i can't live in the moment with this character in the mystery because i know what happens later and it's i can't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but this episode is so good and well done and heart-wrenching and everything about it just works so well that I can live in the moment. I can be like, I don't care that I know how this ends and it doesn't work for me and it's kind of disappointing. Mm -hmm. And it, even mm -hmm. the, when they try to like end it, here's what we promised. It just never feels good. But this worked so well. I like watched two back to back and I didn't realize this was the second one until like it popped up and I was just like, holy shit, like about to fall off the couch. And I'm like, I'm gonna go get ready for bed because it's way past my bedtime. But I'm gonna get ready for bed anyway. And I come back downstairs and I'm like watching it intently and my roommates on her computer and she paused like are you are you okay do you need something for me and i'm like no oh i just i usually in bed by now i was worried something's wrong oh it's the beauty and the beast episode no it's the beauty no i have to no i have to watch the beauty and the beast episode i'm sorry and uh yeah i just like it that's i don't have any good words today just that <laughs> this is going to be the reoccurring thing from darren in this episode is i just i really fucking like it for all the things that She's work good. and don't, I really like it. Oh, yeah. It is good. It's the way they look into each other's eyes. <sighs> it really gets me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the lines they say as well, like, kind of going into the highlights for us section, like, the whole thing, I think it is it Belle that, I think it's Belle who says it, like, the whole love is layered sort of, like, yep. speech. Yes. Firstly, firstly mm -hmm. stole that from Shrek. But you know, ah, um, like an onion, I have onion. lots of layers. Yeah, I'm somewhat disappointed they didn't actually make an onion reference during that Love is Lame. Wait, is Shrek like, never? Oh, Shrek was DreamWorks, that's Shrek why. Shrek is DreamWorks, yeah. 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 What Overworks. a missed opportunity. But Overwars, again. Yeah, yeah. Shrek was part of the Yoga Wars. I think this is a <laughs> general Shrek. I'm pretty sure Robert has done this. Oh my God. 
Oh god. Sorry. But um yeah, I, I just kinda liked I just like the line. Admittedly because it did remind me of like a lesbian rom com film that I'm obsessed with because there's like a similar line to it of like, you know, love is sort of all consuming in some ways when it's like that true. Do you wanna complete that about. citation? Yeah, what's the um, name? Oh, Debs. So it's called Debs, D-E-B-S, and it's kind of spelled that way. And it's a 2004 lesbian rom-com spy flick, um, which is like, you've got a supervillain who's played by Jordana Brewster from Fast and Furious, by the way. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, In the height of her Fast and Furious fame as well. So she took time out for this small little indie lesbian film. Wait, is that why <laughs> lesbians love Fast and Furious? That would, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was making deny sense it. now. <laughs> <laughs> it was 100% why I watched those movies when Troy done a Bruce. And why I don't watch them anymore, because she's no longer in it. Um, mm. But yeah, so, you know, just there's, there's a line similar to it. And I was just like, oh, my lesbian said something similar. I like this line. <laughs> so, um, and so I kind of like that. But uh, additionally, I know we kind of mentioned it briefly, and it's like a really super small scene. But The Girls' Night Out is honestly kind of like a one of my favorite scenes in this because it's just it doesn't really happen again except for some of the later seasons which is like is a hilarious moment of regina having to go like clubbing with mary margaret which i think is hilarious but like (laughs) other than that this is one of the few times that we have like the female characters engaging with each other outside of like the main narrative it is unfortunately mainly about men so it doesn't Mm -hmm. pass the bechdel test but like Mm -hmm. Other than that, I just like that we're getting more interaction from characters outside of the main narrative with each other. Because it's Ruby, it's Ashley, and it's Mary Margaret. And I know Mary Margaret is like a main character, but the fact that she's interacting in even in that main scene, like Mary Margaret isn't actually an active member in that scene. Like Ashley is doing most of the speaking. Yeah. Ruby is being the center of attention and we love that for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know I just really like it and to go to my fan fiction references that I always have to do now um it just was reminiscent of that and it does make me somewhat disappointed that we don't have more of that in yeah. the series of having this development of other characters because in two seasons time we forget other characters exist yes. outside of the main groups so Thank you. <laughs> yeah I mean, so there is we have to drop in. There is an unfortunate line in the middle of this scene that really stood out to me when I rewatched it, which is that Ashley, I believe to Mary Margaret, says, you know, actually, I don't think I needed a girl's night out. I actually just want a girl's night in with my man. Which, oh, like, yeah. girl, okay, but... Yeah. That's you know, girl's it's... not in. It's true, though, because it isn't what she needed in that moment. Like, she was yeah. feeling like, sad. I can alter for it. It is emotionally true. It makes yeah. sense for the character. It ties up all the arcs that we need, kind of, although it unfortunately does lead into this very uncomfortable Snow and Charming moment. But, like, you know. Again, you know like, okay. yeah. <laughs> this is going back to Ruby is gay because literally Ashley was like feeling Ashley was venting to Mary Margaret about how she feels like her man isn't making enough time for her and she's having this relationship trouble and Ruby's instinct was you need a girl's night when in reality what she needed was like an honest conversation with her boyfriend but Ruby mm-hmm. was like you need to dump him and have a girl's night like we also to- her out like oh do you like any of these guys I don't see a ring and he's not he's not here <laughs> She's such an Ruby is Ruby is it. Yeah, Ruby is yes. all Ruby is a chaotic bisexual. 100% yes. Ruby is a chaotic bisexual. And we no love doubt. that for her. Oh yeah. Also, uh everybody say goodbye to Ashley. She does not appear on the show again until season 6. I was just thinking Ooh. that. Yeah. She's great. That actress is no, wonderful. She's great. Yeah. No, and Wait, we really she just like lose in this... season 6. 
It's and it is the same actress. I was curious. I'm like, when do we see Cinderella again? And it is season six. Yeah, and then it's a completely different Cinderella in season six. Oh yeah, then we just yeah, then we go off and like there's different versions of the myths. Which (laughs) yes, but also what? (laughs) But we will get to that. Your two faces the unraveling of every franchise of fantasy. The first is death no longer being real. The second is extreme multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. And a multiverse that doesn't have Swan Queen in any version of them is absolute bollocks, in my opinion. And what happens is, yeah. say it for the people, <laughs> anger and rage. But anyway, um, Erica, I see lots of things. <laughs> I I don't know. There's so many things to say. I did write down a ton of quotes from the two yeah. on two scenes that I would love to just list out here, just for everyone's pleasure and agreement. I'm not looking for love. I'm looking for a caretaker. Oof, heard that one before. Um, Or maybe not heard it, but I wish that people have just said it up front, you know, and just been honest Mm -hmm. about it. Um, Every man. Okay, I'm a difficult man to love. Ooh, you say that to me? We're on. Challenge accepted. Let's go for it. Okay. That's gold. That's not Rumple. That's in Storybrooke to Emma. That's not to... (laughs) Yeah. because She just feels it, bone deep. It just like pops out of, of, of your posh modern version of the person because it really just top of mind it's always ready it's always bubbling yeah uh fran already highlighted uh love is layered that speech is excellent um then there's this there's this moment of banter in their very first scene together um uh bell says why do you spin so much it's the first thing she said to him since she started Mm -hmm. working there um and he uh, she says it's just you've spun more gold than you could ever spend and he says i like to watch the wheel it helps me forget and she says forget what and he goes I guess it worked. And then they both ah! laugh and giggle. And then she falls off of the ladder and he catches her. And they have that moment in the sunlight. Um, because, oh, uh, because in no, between please. those moments, there's, uh, she's in, because he's got the curtains. And so she's yeah. like, I'm going to let some sun in. So she climbs up on the ladder and she's trying to, mm-hmm. he's going over there. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm opening the curtains. Mm-hmm. They won't move. What are they nailed? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. In like, not the, <laughs> in like, not the rumple voice and like, not the, like the flare. He's just deadpan like, yes they're nailed shut like like obviously they're nailed shut i don't want them open but then when she yanks she falls and he catches her and as you said it's in the sunlight and i'm like he caught her she found it's the chemistry oh my god okay there's a couple more um why do you want me here why did you want me here bell asking rumple straight up why did you want me here yes and Mm then uh once they argue rumple saying Okay, so because there's also this parallel line, like Carter mentioned, there's a parallel of Regina interfering in the Enchanted Forest and Regina interfering in Storybrooke um, because yes. she's the one who gets Belle to go back to him. Um, and Rumble goes, "Are you working for her? Her being the queen, or is this mm-hmm. be? You, are you working for her, or is this you being the hero and slaying the beast?" That that's it. Line is that's the one. sickening. Oh. Crystallizes everything for you perfectly, unless you forget. Listener, this line is shouted half into a random mirror that he unveiled from underneath um, a tape. Because he's ready constantly to be yelling at Regina. That moment <laughs> captured so much for me. <laughs> it all, yes, because there's also it's a... I turn away from the mirror, t- back towards Belle, as he's gesturing. Oh, oh, and there is this... terrible. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there is a constant, like, undeniable, I do think it is written into the text, sexual tension between Rumpel and Regina throughout Absolutely. the whole yeah. show. Absolutely. And so, but we also know that that is a pure power, like, physical 
thing that has nothing to do with actual like emotional intimacy which is she he's experiencing for the first time with bell right now they just mm -hmm. have this power play that they talk about at the end of the episode like i will mm -hmm. always be more powerful than you don't be fooled i'm actually the one we with the power shall here. see oh the we shall see oh yeah. my delivery can we take a moment she um this is when this is in the story book this is right after he's revealed his true name because she's mm -hmm. forced him to a mm -hmm. little bit of plot backstory again. So what Regina does is she <laughs> forces Belle's father, who again has no memories, to go and steal Rumble's things, including the chipped cup, which Belle creates. It's his only physical keepsake of her after he thinks that she has been killed. Mm -hmm. And so in order to return it, Regina <laughs> requires him to say to confirm his true identity, after which he's like threatening her. He's saying, I will always be more powerful. You know, I am... Like, you might be the politician, but I am the millionaire, is basically what he's saying here <laughs> in the real world. And the way that she, in her skirt pantsuit, sitting on the couch, gets up from it, swings her body forward in front of the bars, grabs onto them as she's delivering the line, we shall see, and then sweeps away in one motion. Mm -hmm. oh! That's not Madame Mare, that's the evil queen. <laughs> yes, I would love to highlight the fact that Rumple behind those bars, the first time that we, Mr. Gold behind the bars, the first mm -hmm. time that we realize he is Rumple is the exact same position when we see him in the pilot episode as Rumple Stiltskin behind mm -hmm. bars. He gets mm -hmm. reintroduced in prison and yet still being the most powerful person in the scene. Go ahead, Carter. <laughs> and the thing too is that the camera work follows this perfectly as well. In the moment, as he's about to say it, the bar passes completely in front of his face and you get yeah. a fresh shot with a completely different facial expression where you can see completely that it's the same person. You can... Ah, just, it's, it's the subtle difference in the way that he does mm -hmm. his smile when he's rumple versus when he's gold. He does this weird thing with his mouth where it just becomes more sinister and he looks more like animalistic and absolutely evil. And he does that slight little thing with the smile, like you said, Carter, when they do the, like the, the pole wipe. Oh yeah. my god. And you're like, holy crap, this man knows. It's all an act. But which yeah. one is the act? That's the question of the episode. Like, is he acting as the monster or is he acting as a human being? And which one is more him? Are they is he both a man or him? is he a beast? Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Bell's yeah. dad's flower shop is named Game of Thrones. Oh, Thorns. <laughs> Do you think oh, that's god. a George R. R. Mar R. George R. R. Martin reference? Does that yeah. temporally work out? That does, right? Yes. But it wouldn't have been yes. the TV show my... at that point. It would have just been the books. No, it, the TV show was on at the time. My mom caught it when we watched it the first time because she had watched the first okay. season of Game of Thrones. So that's just... Okay. Uh, yeah, Rumble uh, tows this florist's truck the day before Valentine's Day. And that's what, how Regina is able to get this guy to steal from Rumble's or Mr. Gold. Hmm. Yes. There's a delightful line, also, as he's towing it, where he says something like, what does he say? Like, Gold, this is no way to do business. You won't continue to get it. Like, he basically says something like, like the people will rise. <laughs> you dirty capitalist. Marxist <laughs> king. That was dad. And then ironically, I think we also don't see him again in the show after this episode, except for the flashback scenes. Like, I don't think we see him in Storybrooke again, where does from what I can remember. Go? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I could have sworn there's something later on where he shows back up and there, there's, is, is there not in some later season, a conflict again between the dad 
and Rumple, where Belle's like, actually, neither of you control my destiny. I think that's in a flashback. No, like, <laughs> no great, I, yeah. great Australian accent. Nobody controls episode? my destiny. Quibble your head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, can we talk about Rumpel that... Stilton just appearing on the throne in that opening scene in the Enchanted Forest? Oh, yes. They're all, like, hearing the knocking, and they're waiting, like, oh, they're at the Ogre Wars, and the kingdom is losing, and Belle's like, we have to call him, and he's like, oh, he won't come, we can't pay his price, and the knocking, knocking, they swing the doors open, and all the court's looking, and there's no one there, and then I don't, Erica, what does he say? I don't remember. I I didn't write that one down. I'm ah! so sorry. I failed you. Oh, is it, like, what are you looking at or something? It's something cheeky as right. fuck. And then everyone spins around and he's like lounging. He's not like sitting. He's like yes. lounging. Leg, legs up on yes. The side <laughs> Listen, that is the way all queer people sit on chairs. So. Period. Obviously. He is also a chaotic bisexual. Also a chaotic bisexual. <laughs> yeah. I could also say the same for Belle. I feel like Belle would I was, be a, yeah. but a chaotic Oh, this is a bi for bi relationship. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. I would have yep. gone yep. bi for pan. So I think she's more pansexual, I would have said, for Belle. Because she's very much, she sees the person more than anything else. So she's attracted that to vibes the personality in the person. So I would see her more as pan than bi. 100% know what you mean. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. yes, though. Yeah, and it's fully due to the fact that I've read both Rumbell fan fiction and also Ruby and Belle fan fiction, and both similar Maybe not forever after, but like, I can see it. Yeah, I, I, it's because of the vibes, because like, technically, though Ruby is like, you know, Red Riding Coat, she is technically also a beast yeah. as well, mm -hmm. which is where that kind of connection Belle needs a project. Yeah, yeah, she does. Belle always needs a project. Uh, I have a theory as to why Rumple took Belle. Because he's mm. definitely not someone looking for a girlfriend at this point in time. Mm -hmm. I think, and this mm -hmm. is, I don't know if, I don't really think it's supporting the canon all, but I've been thinking about it for the last week. I think it is to punish the king. Because yeah. the king is still engaged in the Ogre Wars. That Rumpelstiltskin ended about a hundred years ago. I don't know the timeline, but this is, Bay is long gone, we don't know what happened, but this is like... It's been a ages minute. before. It's been a hot second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he ended it. He went to the battlefield, he saved the children, and he ended it. And for whatever reason, this king is engaged in the Ogre Wars again, and he is losing. And Rumpel's like, all right, I will help you, but I lost my kid stopping it the first time, so now you're going to lose yours. She's coming with me. She's going to be my servant in the castle. I need someone to do some dusting. That's that so works genius. For me. That's so Thank genius, you. Darian. Thank you. Thank I can you. See that. Love it. And Belle goes with him because A, she wants to be the hero, and B, she thinks he's hot. Right away. Away. You yes. can see that from Instantly. the get-go. Mm -hmm. Down from the, the jump. My sister is in in Tartarus down. Down, yeah. down, down <laughs> to the earth's core. There's lava here. We're sweating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're past lava. <laughs> We're in we're in molten metal. It's oh yeah. <laughs> really, I'm gonna say any option is definitely better than Gaston. So I'm also pretty sure she was kind of like, I can get away from this stale piece of bread. I'm on it, of course. And I'll she say, says yeah. that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, he's not complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty basic. Yeah, he also apparently takes months because it's like okay, Gaston. And he's like she's engaged to him. He has a fiance and like whatever. Gaston like seems. Like, it's probably, like, a fine guy. Like, he doesn't seem like our Disney Gaston. Like, he seems like, okay, like, you probably don't be little Belle because, she, Belle because she likes to read. And then he does try to rescue her later, and then Rumpel turns him into the rose and gives it to Belle. So there's our rose. Mm -hmm. It has been months 
at this point for <laughs> Gaston to come to try to rescue Belle. Yeah. So I feel like, like maybe they're like on a different on the other side of like the quote unquote country because like oh, if yeah. they're in the ogre war, Rumble's magic. Yeah, that's true. He would have just teleported them. Transportation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, okay, that does make more sense. I was trying. Yeah, because to... all I was just thinking was like, no one seemed to really know about Belle in the terms of charming and snow. Whereas, like, if they were connected kingdoms, you know, you'd think they'd kind of know of each other in some way. Whereas yeah. in this case, it doesn't kind of seem to be that. So I'd assume that they're, they're like much further away, and Rumpel oh, yeah. is closer to like Regina's kingdom to like piss her off. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. I I I can vibe with that. Maybe they're actually in Australia. <laughs> <And it's> in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> oh my god, H2O, yes. Yes. <laughs> Regina does mention a little mermaid in this episode. Oh my god. She does. Yes. She does. Yeah. I'd love to bring in another relationship in this episode, uh, which is Emma and Gold, because oh, yeah. I love the two of them. I feel like it's one of my favorite relationships in the series. Um, The way that they do and do not put trust and faith in each other. Because we know, as people who've seen more of the show, that Rumpel knows that Emma is the savior. And that in order for him to... Wait, no, no? That's, that's like episode one. Yeah. Or like right. maybe episode one slash like at the end of this episode when he says his name, we know that he has all the memories. And one of the memories is from the pilot, the fact that he gets the name of the savior. Right. We know that he, but we also know like from watching the show what the stakes of her being the savior mean to him personally. Mm-hmm. In what oh, sure, after. sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. And so we know that like in order for him to succeed in his ultimate super objective, he has to believe in Emma's like power and her ability as a leader and a like a figure um mm-hmm. but you like it, the, the slow build up to that and they're trusting each other and then both being like super powerful and i also think being mirrors to each other in a way of like yeah both of them are very morally gray they have their own idea about what justice and revenge should look like and how you should go about doing things they're very like on their own no one is ever gonna love me because i don't deserve love kind of thing mm-hmm. um and so is Regina, but I just feel like there's a little bit of a closer... It's different. It's different, yeah. Yeah, it's a little mm. bit closer together between Rumpel and Emma, between Mr. Gold and Emma. Um, mm. Now. I, like I guess we can use him interchangeably now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can. Yeah. She's like, when she's just like, let me help you find this guy. Like, and it, yeah. you were mentioning a girl. Like, is there a girl in trouble? Because if there is a girl in trouble, I will go help her. You just need to tell me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't want to help her, so she arrests him. <laughs> yes. Which... It's very, that, that plot is so delightful where where you can see them <laughs> sort of running these little circles around each other. You can see Rumble starting to respect her more because she does catch him in his moment of emotional detachment, yes. loss of control. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, the icing on the cake for all of this is, of course, that this is all just Regina's plan, including Emma's arrest. Mm-hmm. She has planned all of it delightful mm-hmm. perfect i love the layering <laughs> this man mm-hmm. has known what was up this entire time so what else does he know yeah. um also, more and less than you think yeah yeah does he know about the writer i can't remember that does he know who the writer is i don't know who the writer no. is no 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 he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a couple episodes it's fuck it's wild it's actually really good and then what they do next is what sucks about it um but yeah no because rumple can see into the future i don't think we know that yet but that's why he can do all these things because he has the ability to see into the future as Mm. rumple stiltskin like mr gold can't but he can 
but I think this episode shows that he can't see everything. Mm-hmm. Because there's no fucking way in hell he actually would have like, taken Belle to this castle if he saw how that was going to play out. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, that was just something that came to my mind because I was intrigued. I was like, this man is a slippery little lizard. So let's see what else he can do. Narrow fellow with. in the glass. Shall we also <laughs> say that he does genuinely believe Belle is dead? And yes. Is yeah. this the, I do have a question. Is this the first episode Wild. where we see the Nurse Ratchet secret insane mm-hmm. asylum hospital yeah. that yeah. Regina is running? Well, well, okay. We've seen we've seen her traveling. Oh, I think we've seen the underside. Isn't there someone else also being kept? We know that she has control over the hospital in some way, right? Yes. Ahead of this. Yes, because uh, she was uh, the John Doe anonymous uh, coma patient, Prince Charming's like contact. So she's got like pull at the hospital. But yes, Carter, there is someone else under. It's not there though. I don't know when we play this game where we're like trying not to spoil it, but then we'll just say shit that happens in season seven. Like it's like, I like it. it's a fun podcast. Game. It's, it's like a fun game because do. I don't remember anything. So anything you guys say is like a spoiler for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. This this is Come where on. I get my whole Rumple didn't make this the details of this curse. He just made this. Here's the outline, and Regina filled yeah. in the blanks. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when we do Lacey later, he thinks Belle is dead. There would be no Lacey. Yeah. See, I th- I always feel like it's the opposite though, because I feel like he added in a lot of details, but Regina added in her own ones. Like he gave her the curse for her to kind of edit, basically. Like he wrote the basis, like the rough draft of the curse, and told her go wild and make this better for yourself. And yeah, that's kind of like, like how I see it. Is like he did the rough draft and she just perfected it. Yeah, with, I think you know her own yeah. modifications. Yeah, it's how it I kind of so, see like, it. The the curse will take you from this world into this world yeah and the person who casts the curse gets to decide because people didn't have to lose their memories and live these weird double lives like we see that later that's not a necessity for the nature of this curse it's just what regina mm-hmm. did but rumple definitely mm-hmm. is the one that wrote in like this little like addendum sub quote invisible ink like fucking uh acme will also i get to keep all my memories because that's what the mm. whole point of the end of the episode is Regina's whole thing is like she has gotten a suspicion that like Mr. Gold is like weirdly against her all of a sudden now that this like weird blonde lady is in town and like that's weird and what's his game and I need to know if he knows that I know that he knows that we mm-hmm. know. Do we both mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. she has the dad who he hates more than anybody in the goddamn worlds take the thing he loves the most in any of the world to mm-hmm. just drive him to this point so she can force his hand and be like, oh, if you want this literally ch- chipped-ass teacup back that's worth nothing to me, you will give me your biggest secret because that knowledge is power in this whole mm-hmm. series. And another thing is, like, who knows what and who kn- who doesn't is actually who is in control. And Especially when they don't have power. magic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Regina makes... And it's... Ugh, I'm Okay, now I'm back on the Rumbell ship. Regina makes Rumpel give up so much of his power just to get his teacup back just to get Belle's teacup back and I'm just like I can't oh they're so cute it's so sad Rumble, you deserve love not right now though you have a lot of growth to do when you actually are correct you have some working on yourself that you need to do and you don't need to project that onto Belle but she did love you and Regina ruined it (laughs) well and that's just so important the fact that Regina closes it out on both ends Mm -hmm. is absolutely necessary for us to remind ourselves of this theme like who is rumple really what are the choices laid out before him and what are the stakes behind the choices the stakes are regina regina is the like ultimate 
version of what he might be emotionally spiritually if he can like if he sticks with this right like she mm-hmm. she's the one who's highlighting the idea of love as a weakness trying to exploit love being a weakness mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. and uh, it works it really works mm-hmm. for yeah. me particularly when he in that scene is yelling at both at, at like both simultaneously regina and bell that juxtaposition does wonders for me mm-hmm. i do me find too. like i the th- just kind of speaking of the juxtaposition, and I, I guess kind of going to later on, I do, like it's sort of that juxtaposition of like Rumple has kind of helped create Regina yeah. this way, and yes. now he is reinflicting the same thing he did yes. to her. Because like obviously, yes. as we find out later, he tricked her in more ways than one in relation to love. Yes, mm-hmm. they have and, a mentorship element of their relationship also, which mm-hmm. is, you know, creepy. Yes, <laughs> and exploitative in many ways, yeah. mainly on his side and, you know, yes. all the... Master all the li- and lover. Yeah. <laughs> she knew. Yeah. That's a line yeah. from the episode. Regina <laughs> We should... Can I, can I bring us real quick on just the plot journey to get us from... It, so yes. we can, I think... Okay, so as we discussed, it's Rumple and Belle, they're in the castle, and they you get the just they fall in love right it's really complicated there's layers things are difficult she's the prisoner there but you get the sense that like oh rumple's still soon like the way they talk the banter they're asking and answering questions like they really care about each other and so at some point in time rumple tells bell he sends her go to town and get me more straw and this is the first time bell's been able to leave the castle like she hasn't been able to leave it for months and she's just like you uh trust me to come back and in this just absolute, like, heartbreaking, tender line, he just looks at her yeah. and he's like, oh, no, I don't believe I'll ever see you again. And it's just like, oh, because oh, mm-hmm. he knows. Perfect. He's Perfect. like, I can't, I love her. I can't keep her here. I. She wants to see the world. She wants adventure in the great wide somewhere. So I need to yes. let her. And so, and here's. She wants it more than she can say. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you. And then <laughs> Belle leaves. Like, she takes off like she's not gonna go to town and get straw like we see her leaving the castle on the road she's leaving she it doesn't matter that she cares for rumpelstiltskin she's like i'm not gonna fucking stay here like i am a prisoner i can't stay here like i love him but that dude's got some shit going on that i literally she i can't so do close. anything about my yep, sister like, was so out. close to standing up to <laughs> so and i do i love that because it is like there's like I don't know, Beauty and the Beast, the whole Stockton syndrome thing. But when Belle gets the yeah. chance to leave, she does, and I think that's mm-hmm. super important. Like she's not going to come back yeah. in the Disney one; she wouldn't have come back except oh, there's murder going on. Maybe I should get involved. In this one, she leaves, and that's where Regina comes and finds her. That's where we get the mm-hmm. Ozzy Master and Lover, and mm-hmm. the whole sequence back and forth. She's like, oh, and Belle doesn't know who this woman is. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. Earlier, who said it? Was that Fran or Carter? I don't remember. When you're like, oh, I bet Belle's kingdom is far away. She doesn't know who the evil queen is. She yeah. should recognize this woman on like currency, and she has no idea. So she just tells her everything. It's like, oh, you care about him, but he's got this darkness, and I can't get past. And that's where Regina's like, oh, well, you know, true love's kiss could break that. And Belle's like, wait, really? Like, I could, I could save him because as I said, she's got a hero complex. She wants to save yeah. him. So then she goes back, and oh, let me just fangirl again. I am just a simp for this. I know, I know. Just tag me. It's fine. Uh, you can <laughs> at me. I don't care. I will ignore all of your messages. I understand. Rumpelstiltskin sees her coming back. He's like in the tower, looks and sees her coming up the road up and he's just like, the music swells and you see this happiness and he's like 
running down the stairs as fast as he can. Like, he's so happy. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. joy and the actors is such a good job. And then when Belle actually gets in, he's just spinning. I'm so glad we've been doing this all day. I didn't even know she was going, oh, are you back? Wow. What's, you had straw? straw. <laughs> like, I'm here just in time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like the banter, the back and forth. But she knows that he's happy. You're happy, right? He's like, well, I'm not unhappy. And then she goes over the kiss and it starts to work. Here's what's important to me, the person who ships this. It fucking works. As she's kissing him, we see true love's kiss. We see the magic. He loves her. She loves him. It is working. The darkness from the dagger is being pulled away. And Rumpelstiltskin pushes her away. And she's like, no, it's working. It's like true love's kiss can break it. And that's when he gets angry. And that's when he starts to yell. We get the mirror. Mm -hmm. Regina, because Belle shouldn't know that. She doesn't know anything about magic. So he's right. Mm -hmm. It is Regina. She's turned him. Are you trying to like, is it you or are you going to say the beat? And that's when the yelling, he throws her back in the dungeon. He breaks everything. Ah, and then he sends her away. And she does like, you are a coward. You're, you're, you know, you're worthy. You just won't believe it. Yes. And then she. (laughs) You're a coward. That line, you're a coward, Rumpelstiltskin. It really hits all the Australian sounds, you know? Like, that's what you're saying earlier. This is supposed to be, like, the emotional, like, core. Like, this is what it culminated to. Like, all the love and romance and tenderness. Yes. And then Rumble literally destroys all of it. Yeah. I said the chip teacup, which she broke earlier. And he's like, whatever, it's just a cup. I don't care. It's, you can barely see it. And when he's destroying everything, he gets to the cup and he just sets it down and storms away. Yeah. And it kicks he Belle out of the castle. Takes all the other cups. Yep, but not that one. Not the chipped one. And then mm. he sends her away. And does anybody else want to do the Regina things? I feel like I've been talking too long. I also don't know if we've made it explicit, but like in in this dialogue, they are verbalizing the conflict that we've been talking about mm-hmm. between power and love. Rumpel explicitly says at one point, no one can love me. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. Even though the kiss was working, this is fake. You're lying. You're an agent. You're trying to break me, et cetera, et cetera. And Belle's like, no, why can't you believe this? You're, you know, like you're an unwell person, et cetera. And then later on as he is kicking her out and saying i have no use for you anymore her response is you're a coward and specifically she says like you are wrong it is not that i didn't love you it's not that no one can ever love you it is that you're too afraid you're clinging to the power mm-hmm. and that's that, that's like a, a, that's you being silly that's you um deceiving yourself and his response his response how we said i don't think we've said this it is Mm-mm. so important incredibly iconic he goes mm-hmm. no you're wrong i simply care more about my power than about you <sighs> that's a line that <clears throat> wow that like that's dramatic conflict that is giving us everything we need we're illustrating the two sides we believe it these are things they would actually say and we're walking away from this genuinely you know thoughtful confused that's the line that is going to get Belle to go and not come back. Like, yeah, because yeah. to be told, like, as the person who is trying to caretake in that relationship and is like the idea that him and all his darkness could really want her, like, that's the thing that's keeping her there is feeling that specialness. Like, oh, well, I'm the one who gets let in and being mm-hmm. told, nope, you're just like everybody else. You're not special and you're not my hero is go- is going to be what kicks her out. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, she bails. She bell leaves. She has no intention of coming back. Which honestly, good for her. You can only do so much, girl. You tried. Mm. There's a lot I... that kind of goes on with that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh my god, no. I mean, we're almost to the end. I mean, this is where mm-hmm. Regina comes in, and we yeah. talked about that a scene uh, where she reveals, of course, that this she had a hand in this and whatnot. Um, but but first. we didn't talk about Rumpelstiltskin's reaction. 
Yes. To okay. Everything. Yeah. So I would love, this is, there's like two more moments I would love to talk about. This is one of them where, when Regina shares that, uh, what we may or may not be true that Belle, uh, she went back home. Her father kicked her out of the house, shunned her. Rumple, her fiance had disappeared. Her fiance disappeared, so she was, you know, worthless. And since she was holed up with the dark one, everyone thinks she's evil. And her father kicks her out, and Rumple just like absolutely melts. His mm-hmm. eyes get huge, and he starts to like shake. And he goes, "So she needs, she needs a home." And he can like barely say the word home. And you think, oh my God, he's going to do anything that it takes to get her back here because Mm -hmm. now he can provide something for her and he's going to give her a home. Like that feeling that she gave to him for the first time since his son ran away, probably. Um, (laughs) And then Regina says that she died. She killed herself. She jumped off the tower. They were cruel to her. That line delivery. Just the- She flips the the ponytail over back to the front. That's not chills. That's like thorns down your back. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they basically her description is chilling. I'd forgotten about the details of what happened. They she basically makes it sound as though they were trying to exorcise her or something. Yep. Like she's yes. trapped in a tower with priests who are trying mm-hmm. to fix her or something. Like very scary, bad stuff, bad stuff. Mm. Which and... oh no, I can't. No, I need to. I'll talk about it when we get to it. I was going to make another juxtaposition sort of situation, but also Regina doesn't know about the actual situation at the time, so it doesn't. It's not relevant. I'll move on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then she leaves, um, and Rumpel's devastated, and he has the cup, yeah. and then he goes over, and there's a lot of Christian iconography in this room, in this like grand hall he's in. Also, the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat is here too. Like Mickey's goddamn hat is there, <laughs> and then there's like Christian like paintings and like unicorns and shit, and medieval art all over the place, and a very ornate grand cup that we could only assume is the holy grail because what the chalice it's a chalice thank you it is in fact a chalice that he takes off this great pedestal and then puts the chipped teacup there (laughs) not to explain why we're crying Uh, uh, right we all understand uh, he loves her he loves her he values her he's like i've here okay i just realized something in this moment earlier he's like oh i care about power more than you We've got all this Christian iconography. The Holy Grail in this context of like Christian like mythos is the most like this next to the Ark of the Covenant. This is the thing in Christianity that is the most power you could have. Like you find the Holy Grail, you get to be king of England. Like nothing is more powerful than this. And he puts it away and puts the chip up because he cares about that more. And that's the truth. He actually did care about Bell more than his power. He's just afraid to admit it. Mm, yes. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, we find out that Belle is not actually dead. And Mm -mm. Regina has had her all along. And she's hidden away in Storybrooke. In a questionable place. Because that does not look, you know, healthcare provider approved. So, you know, (laughs) that's the situation. Very, like, grimdark Alice vibes. Of like yes. madness in the padded room, madness. Sorry, air quotes, air quotes, in the padded room. And I was very much a moment of like, oh, I wish Belle was Alice, not instead of Belle, but also like in addition to. <laughs> yes. I wish before Regina had grabbed her, she'd done some Alice in Wonderland shit. Um, but oh, we get, uh, we get once upon instead, a time we have next season, so it's fine. A spinoff series, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I also love, shit. and then a reimagining of a char- of the character later on as well. Mm-hmm. Because we get two versions, because apparently yes. two of everything is what 
Yeah, what Cows. was that? What did you say earlier, Carter, about the multiverse? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, so we discover that's like so. Not only we didn't know that Regina knows, we already discovered that. Now she knows that Rumple knows, and that's great for her because now that she's been keeping Belle, who probably has no memories, we have probably have a, a David when he wakes up situation going on. We don't know this for sure, but like we know this, like we know mm-hmm. she's been keeping this woman imprisoned. For 30 years. Let's remember it's been 30 years. They don't feel mm-hmm. that, but it's been 30 years. And longer for however long she had Belle before the mm-hmm. uh, the curse was mm-hmm. cast. And mm-hmm. we don't really get that timeline. Everything's weird. Someone make that timeline for us. But she doesn't know whether this woman is valuable. She's just been keeping her just in case. And now that she knows Rumple remembers, now she knows that I've got something more valuable than a chipped teacup to use against you if you step to me again. Yup. Perry-eyed. Yep. Step to me. I swear to God. Let's see it. <laughs> wow. Let's see what happens. Also, That's a good just, episode. I'm just, uh, no, this is a conversation for another day. I keep thinking no, of things in the future. No, and being like, just, okay. okay. I feel like, didn't doesn't Rumpel in Fairytale Land find out that Regina has Belle? No. Because that's like, at the end of the season, he manages to find Belle, or is it that Regina told him? Uh, Regine Belle gets out. I don't remember who does it. Someone lets Belle out, and then she Rumple finds her. But yeah, others... Rumple finds her and is upset and surprised. Uh, yeah, he's it. shocked. Is it? I don't remember. Is it the is it, nurse? Is it Pinocchio? Maybe. Maybe no, he's wood. He's wood at that point. Like he's he's a god. Right. That's part yeah. of the curse. Yeah, I yeah. think I don't think he's fully wood until season two. Whereas in like he like he's like immobile at some point because yeah. like he disappears for a period of time and then they find him in like oh, the van it's... in the woods. Should we say maybe we should cut this? It's Jefferson, duh, the only other person with power and memory. Um... Who? Sebastian Mad Stan. Hatter. Mad <laughs> Hatter. Oh shit, the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter. <laughs> That's my Alice thing. She should have been Alice. I bet she was supposed to be Alice at some point in time. Remember, like Regina has to get the extra cursed apple. And so to do that, she yes. has to get his help. And afterwards, he, she double crosses him, and his revenge is that he releases. He lets oh Belle yeah and extension rumple onto her. Right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Race. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember because I I swear there's like a scene in in like fairy tale land where like he finds out. So then I'm very confused. But the then trip. also this the timeline is stupid. No, I think there is a version of that scene that happens in a different timeline or something like there's weirdness friend fan fiction perhaps i know you usually only read but i I just want to just put that out there and this is not me dunking on you and if it feels the way then i will now confess the true reason why i've shipped this for so long is due to fan art i was gonna say fanfic i do fan art the only reason I don't why do I'm it, like, I maybe it, it wasn't is because Carter was like, oh, I feel like I possibly. <laughs> so I feel slightly validated, but it also is also possibly fanfiction. Because yeah. everything I know of the show is related to fanfiction, which is why every time I go back to watch the show, I'm really pissed off that Emma and Regina don't end up together because fanfiction fan. has given me a false sense of reality. But I would take it over this because at least they understand magic system mechanics. But yep, that's a period. conversation for another day. <laughs> Can 
I tell um, you all about a cute little fan comic that I saw years ago that I saved in my computer, my old computer, and I don't have it anymore, but it is one of the primary reasons why I just really resonate with the Bell and Rumpel ship even after we see that it sails completely into some rocks. It's cute. And it's it's gonna I'm realizing this will be a terrible audio experience just hearing someone describe it, but it's very short. It's just a cute little like sequence drawn in just like blue color and it's of like a cute little cartoony version of like Rumple and Belle and Belle's just going around like cleaning the castle and doing stuff and she does something and she just passes by Rumple Stilton and a tiny little heart pops over his head when he sees her go by and he's like that's weird what the fuck is that shit and then it's more and more and every time they're interacting is more hearts and more hearts and he's like grabbing them up and like shoving them in like buckets and like trying to hide them under the rug and like ah oh, shit oh shit and finally like, he's shoving them in the closet and they, they burst open, they just tumble out, and he's, like, there, and he looks so, like, and Bella's found them. He's, like, so <laughs> embarrassed. He's, like, ah, fuck, now she knows. And she, like, does this cute little curtsy where she, like, lifts her skirts a little bit, and all the little red hearts, like, fall out of her skirts, too. And it ends with this cute drawing of them just, like, kind of, like, cuddled up together on, like, the pile of hearts. And that's why. Darian, that was that's so delightful. beautiful. Oh, thank you. And I would love to use that Beautifully as a way to cool. segue us back to the last thing that I wanted to talk about, which is a bit of a rewind, but it's uh-huh. the line that you mentioned when uh, he lets her go into mm-hmm. town and she says, you're letting me go. And he says, and she's like, you don't like, whatever, like you think I'm not going to come. You're going to let you trust me, me to come I'm, back. Trust me to come back. Yeah. You trust me to come back. And he says, no, I'm certain I'll never see you again. That is, he could have, they could have written another line. They could have said, no, I know you won't come back. No, I'm sure you'll find someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you'll live a great life elsewhere. What? Because the one thing that he's thinking about in that moment is that he's never going to see her again. He's never going to spend that time with her again. He's not going to see her around the house. Because when you love someone and you love spending time with them, seeing them around you and being near them is the, the most important thing. And that's what matters to the two of them, finding that companionship with each other. And so the one thing that he thinks about as he lets her go is that I'm never going to see you again. <sighs> No more it's little so hearts good. falling out no of your more, dress, like no appearing over my head. Hearts. Yeah. Anyway, good ship. Yeah. If anyone <laughs> uh, knows that art, you, could you just send me a link? I just like to look at it again. Like I said, I had it saved on my old computer, and I don't have that computer anymore, so I, I can't find it. I'm pretty I don't know good at googling, at. so I yeah. will go in search of it for yeah. you because I've been able to find fanfics I read when I was ten that I didn't even think were on the internet anymore. Some that weren't actually even on the websites anymore, but I found versions that people had downloaded and made accessible through like Damn. the deepest, darkest sides of the internet. So I can, I will try and Power. find it for you. I love that, um, yeah. And if, if Fran finds it, we'll share it a link to it in our Instagram store when this episode drops so you can all yes. enjoy it. I'm yes. just picturing Fran on like 4chan reading oh, Swan no. Queen fanfic, like <laughs> surrounded by scary, scary people. Just like, I'm trying to get my fanfic, guys. Just, just eyes down, eyes down. I'm here for a purpose. Just don't Thankfully. make eye contact. Don't engage. <laughs> Thankfully, I've never ended up there. But there was a moment where I, because I recognized the name, there was a moment that I nearly did. And then I recognized the name. I was like, I'm not that desperate. And <laughs> just went looking for something else. Good job. But, you know, you know, I'm desperate, but not that that much. Um, <laughs> I guess kind of going into our final thoughts of, the episode as to what uh what everyone what everyone thinks and what everyone's feeling i just i have all the feels and i they're all over the floor now like hearts what do can't do 
Good episode. <laughs> Quality episode. I like watching it also apart from the ship, mechanically and story-wise. It just works, and you have to works. respect the quality of this content. Craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Craftsmanship. The artistry. Even if, even if visually it's not looking great with the CGI, <laughs> I can awesome. still I can still appreciate, you know, this I can appreciate the dialogue, I can appreciate like the body language, because the oh my god, these actors, the scripts mm-hmm. are not always top yep. quality, but the, the acting ability of these characters is just legendary because there is so much told in little bits of body language in every single scene that just like conveys everything you're wanting to see. And you see that so much in this episode with Regina and Rumpel, Regina and Bella, Bella and Rumpel, Emma and Rumpel. Oh, what other characters? Um, all the girls' <laughs> night as well. Yeah, <laughs> the girls' night as well. I completely <laughs> agree. Because, like, Robert Carlyle hasn't, frankly, been given the opportunity to, like, pop off yet. Like, he does a lot of mm-hmm. emotional acting in the gold, in the uh, Rumble Siltskin backstory episode. But mm-hmm. for the most part, when he's Mr. Gold, he just kind of pops in and out. You know, he appears in mystical places as, like, mm-hmm. someone's hand, you know, buying the ground for the playground and popping out mm-hmm. of the mist or whatever. But in this, this is almost like Zuko alone, like, Mr. Gold <gasps> yeah. on his on his evil shit in Storybrooke. Like, what does Mr. Gold do in a day? Oh, he goes in, hits people with his cane, and he, like, walks around and says menacing things to people and he just gets to pop off like he dropped 110 percent into mm-hmm. this episode and you can see everybody's acting just heighten and drop in further mm-hmm. because he is mm-hmm. so there for them he's so excited, for his, mm-hmm. so excited for mm-hmm. his solo episode <laughs> it's so yeah. good yeah he didn't have to go as hard but god he did and we appreciate him for it i think yeah. that's part of the reason why we keep watching the show for well past its quality expiration dates Yes, because at least the acting is good. Because this is the thing, the acting is always consistently Yes. For most people. But like in general, like for the characters we care about, it's consistently brilliant. So, you know, yeah, no, props props to that. That's something I just enjoy. I like the body language aspects that are in the episodes. Especially the ones that are Rumpel and Regina specific. Because like Mm -hmm. like Erica said, like Robert Carlyle fantastic actor and you can always mm-hmm. see there's always more to his story like to his like the story that he's telling with his character but also the same for Lana Perea as Regina Mills there's mm-hmm. always yes. more to what she's yes. conveying like those two are just powerhouse actors in this series to the point that I'm like this series is kind of wasted on them at the same time but like <laughs> just in general I think they the media's roles as well <laughs> yes yes the media's roles, the best roles, the best characters, the best actors. Um, yeah. And uh, they deserved way more awards than they, than they yeah. got They did not get they, many. They did submit Lana for um, Emmy Supporting Actress multiple years. I saw her reels that they posted. They and, did do you know, someday Television Academy will meet yeah. each other in hell. her and why women kill just shows the powerhouse of her ability because i've never wanted to be killed more than (laughs) (laughs) i love when fran just says concerning things because i assume that's how i sound to other people (laughs) just Um, to add on another concerning thing (laughs) when rumple is going hmm. off about how no one will ever love him that is a scene that in a weaker person's hands, in a weaker writer, in a weaker actor, it is so easy for that to be the one note thing that we get in, like, most of the media about this, which is, oh, like, this person is so ugly that no one will be able to see the beautiful person inside. How mm-hmm. sad. 
And that would have been so boring and it would have been so easy. <laughs> and it was mm -hmm. right there. He has the makeup. They could have done it. It was almost that. Literally, if he said the line a little bit differently, you wouldn't have believed it. But the fact that he delivers it the way that he does, he says it the way that he does, the writing lines up, and you know deep down, like you're not even thinking, oh, it's because he's ugly. You're not like, because no. how dumb ass would that be? You are 100% to your core being like, no, this is an unlovable person. This is a person who no matter what at their core has the capacity, but also will never have the capacity. And that, mm, mm -hmm. delicious. And maybe I need to stop talking before I tell myself some more on the internet, but like, wow. Wow. <laughs> There's a reason that the scaly lizard sound trended on TikTok for months because all of us were down bad for Rumpelstiltskin. We weren't even <laughs> contemplating him looking weird or green and scaly. No. Scaly lizard man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. the conventionally attractive, age appropriate, handsome man. Not scaly, scaly lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Although, also shout out to how Rumpel's look in Storybrooke literally <laughs> could be Erica to the fit. <laughs> the fit, the hair, the sunglasses. Erica has dressed that way. It's very it good. was recent. <laughs> um, it was recent. <laughs> Just have to activate my middle part and like do like one gold tooth, and I will be doing Mr. Gold cosplay um, soon. Get the cane. Go soon. <laughs> I was gonna say, do it and put it on the social media like that. I'll do a that, little Mister Gold nice. and a little Bell. Um, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Rain. You should come to New York in October so y'all can go to New York Comic Con and do uh, Once Upon a Time cosplays. <gasps> I have never been to a convention like that, and I would love to go. I think it'd be so fun. Oh, anyway, now I kind of want to I'll fly out to New York in 2023 and hang out with y'all. You're going to a yeah. yeah. I won't go clubbing, but so I'll go to conventions. <laughs> that would be so fun. Oh my god, we have to now. All Carter will come, we'll all just dress as Once Upon a Time characters. <laughs> yes. Wait, Carter, who would you be? No, I want Pongo. <laughs> no, Robert would dibs on Pongo. You know yeah, it to be true. Robert is going to be Pongo. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding me? Carter is going to be Regina. We can all be Regina. <laughs> oh, and just a bunch of Reginas in the different outfits. I do love that. Every day that Carter goes to work, <laughs> Carter dresses like Regina it's as Mayor Mills. Regina cosplay. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, my God. All right. Shall we? Oh, sorry. I was going to say the last thing because it caught me off guard. When she says that line, we already gave it all the time, but the we shall see. Um, that line has lived rent free in my head for a decade. And I didn't realize it was in this episode. I thought it was in a later season because surely it would have been seven years later that that would have happened that I would remember it for so long. Surely it can't have been 10 years in <laughs> my head. I could hear it. I could see it. Exactly that. Nah, so, you know, can't make fun of Fran that long, can I? Ha. <laughs> no, you it's can't. It's good. I shrieked when she said it because I was not prepared. I was like, oh, shit, it's a lie. I'm dead. <laughs> Something LGBT happened to us. It did. That and also I... when she says master and lover, I was like, oh, shit. I did not know <laughs> I needed to hear that from Lana's lips. <laughs> hey, hey, Regina uh, used time with Henry to manipulate Emma. Because they're at prison. It's true. And Emma should like a smart be... person. But because <laughs> Regina has done that, this is that this is the grand plan for the last episode. Because Regina already made it, so Emma doesn't get to spend time with Henry right now because she threatened her with a restraining order because of the Castle Park incident. Well, now any moment to spend with Henry will get Emma to do things she knows she shouldn't. For example, leaving Regina alone with Mister Gold. And it yeah, 
Yeah, that's Love true. Love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I do kind of feel like she is legally obliged to probably let Gold have um, visitors. <laughs> but but I, I take the point, yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, there, there are no lawyers in this town, I don't think. So Daredevil. Um, no, uh, earlier Regina, or not Regina, Emma says that she'll arrest Gold for obstructing justice when she's trying to investigate who stole his shit. I don't think she can do that in this. Yeah, it's like, no, you're, yeah. It's like, he's not obstructing justice. He's the victim. But like, he I also think... assaulted a man. So well, that came like... later. This was before. Oh, that's the also like, that's Fifth Amendment. Like, he, you also can't force him to tell you about that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not... Emma doesn't know how to, listen, not, not like, pro cop here. Like, none, none of that shit. But also, Emma doesn't know how to work in law enforcement. She's a no. bonds person. She doesn't know anything about the She's criminal justice system. She's never once read people Miranda rights. She does not. <laughs> yeah. It's the Hansel and Gretel episode all over again. She actually doesn't know what law enforcement can and cannot do. She's vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Really, I feel like she wouldn't learn that much anyway. Because what was it? It's like six months or six weeks or something police learn in the US anyway. So she probably wouldn't have learned that much in general anyway. It'd be out one ear and no, in one ear and out the other. Mm. She's I played, a charming. So I played more hours of Animal Crossing than it would take to become a cop in Georgia. So yeah, and that's just oh, New Horizons. Not even all Animal Crossing. Just New Horizons via <laughs> pandemic. Good lord. And with and with defund the police. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. As always, if you want to support entering Storybook, you can do so by heading over to at Instagram at Storybook Pod, which is also the same on Twitter. And of course, let your friends know about entering Storybook so we can get more people to tune in because we're going to be doing this for a long while. So be sure to stay tuned. And remember, be careful about ladies in carriages. <laughs> <laughs>